That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are kicking it old school. We're doing the old wrestling rants. Brought to you by the 2BD Podcast. As always, I'm Turbo. Joined with me today is my fr- best friend and hetero life, hetero life partner, The Algorithm. Man, wrestling is getting weird. The wrestling. I figured we better do something because we talk wrestling a lot. Wrestling is a huge part of our lives, or was. Um, I was just starting to get back into it with the CM Punk stuff. I was only watching uh you know anything to do with punk but uh <laughs> can't ignore what's happening right now awful lot of stuff happened in the last week i mean we can start by just kind of unpacking the the lesser known stuff to get it out of the way because i think it kind of relates to the bigger story um we just learned that uh WWE signed a deal with Netflix, $5 billion deal with Netflix. So at the end of 2024, the WWE network is no more and all it's, all the content will be offered on Netflix. Um, I don't know what that's going to do to the pricing scheme of the, of the streaming network itself, but it's kind of a, I'm kind of looking forward to it. We have Netflix and, uh, having access to the libraries and everything, which may be heavily altered um, by the time that they're available because there's potentially a lot of stuff they need to cut out. The entire attitude era could be cut out. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of a huge deal. Um, We also learned that the rock is on the board of directors now for TKO entertainment. Um don't really care about that one so much i i don't really know what that means i think it's just kind of to put a face to the brand a well-known face and then there's the bombshell so we kind of knew for a while i mean the the allegations have been coming out for the last couple of years um and you know vince mcmahon resigned over them once before sexual assault allegations and he resigned and i remember we kind of touched on it we didn't get in too in depth but we did talk about it and i said yeah he'll be back like even when he so-called quit you knew he was still running the company and this was before uh, the sale to tko to endeavor um and you knew he was still running the company and then he just came back and no one really batted an eye um you know it's he came back and everyone kind of expected it uh but this feels different (laughs) do you i've been talking here for a few minutes what um what's your initial thoughts on this i it feels different this time oh it's completely different so i mean like he kind of glossed over some things there how he came back so yeah i uh, go ahead and fill in the d de- I, I just i didn't want to dominate the whole conversation i you know yeah. go ahead and say what so, you need to say and so so essentially what happened was he was he was voted out he resigned and then he he came back in a capacity where he didn't have power and what what happened was is then he found a a, a, a loophole where he could use his uh, shares and buying power to basically hold up the sale because that's what they were looking to do is they were looking to sell the company. 
So he was going to hold up a hold up the uh, the sale of the company unless they let him back in in as a as a not the CEO but as a board member. And then when he got back on the board, he found out a, a, another loophole to vote out the people that voted against him and put people <laughs> in that voted yes. Awesome. And then he got back into power. So essentially, it was just like Succession, the television show where a comp- like family was just fighting and ousting each other and all the dirty deeds and all that stuff. So that's how Vince got back into power, into the position to then get the sale to Endeavor to form TKO. I just want to, just before you keep going there, I just want to add the fact though, that when that all happened and that was kind of in the wake of the, the first sexual abuse uh, allegations made against him, when he kind of came back, no, there wasn't really like a, a hue and cry. It was just kind of like, yeah, that's Vince. He'll find the loopholes and he'll come back and, you know, whatever. Cool. Like no one said like, how is this happening? You know, he should be in jail. And, and all. well, he that's, that's that not stuff. true. There was, there was reports, but they weren't as, yeah as publicized. They would like the, the wrestling outlets and the dirt sheets. They were all like, how the fuck is this happening? But, there was no mainstream media attention, I guess is what you're trying to no, say. No, and there was no, like on social media, there was no, like, I mean, you, you always get the people that are kind of screaming about something, but there wasn't kind of this organized outrage like there is this time. This, like I said, this time feels different, um, but those other times it was just like, oh, <laughs> that's just, that's Vince, right? Like... Well, this, 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 this allegation is the actual, this is patient zero. This was the first case. This is the first case that broke it open. And because of how the NDA was, was, uh, I guess signed, she only got a certain amount of money and she did, she, he, he stiffed her on the other 2 million. It was a $3 million NDA. He gave her a million. Then he's just like, ah, I'm not paying anymore. And then. So this, this is, this, this, this is how it, this is what happened. Does that uh, that sound familiar to how Vince does business? Oh yeah. 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 (laughs) That's exactly what it is. He took over. Yep. Like he bought him out and then didn't pay them. Like gave them enough where they could get out, but then didn't pay them after the fact. And nobody. And again, that's how he did business. Uh, He has a, he has a, a a system and that's his system. That's what he does. There's a, pattern. There's a pattern for sure. And what happened was, is because he decided not to pay, she was like, fuck this. After all the shit I went through, I signed your fucking Literally. NDA. I want my, I want my two. Well, apparently, obviously like I'm not, but like essentially that's, that's essentially what it was, was okay. I'm, I'm, I'm breaking the NDA because you're not going to pay me. So I think this makes it void. And now the investigation happened and man, oh man, oh man, the stuff that has come out in this case. So let's kind of, we we've been kind of glossing over what exactly is in the case. Um, I don't know how in depth you want to go. I mean, we're grown adults here. We'd, I mean, if we were just talking you and me, we would definitely be not afraid to get into the explicit details well, I mean, um, it's, it's, it's on the internet. It's there. People can yeah. read it for themselves. We can, we can kind of, we can, we can bring up the things that maybe shocked us the most. I think like it's in the, like the thing that I was kind of surprised by, 
I guess a little bit was the mainstream media outlets that like the wall street news and stuff that would normally never get into that kind of detail just spilled it all out like everything well, is in there you pick up the wall street news and you're reading about vince taking a dump on someone's head like it's crazy yeah it like it it showed up on uh our our news the national yeah it was on there and i'm just like well that's wow this is different because like again last time it didn't get a big media uh boom like it no one picked like the story got picked up initially and then it just kind of went away whereas this it just seems like it just keeps on going and going like it's the 27th right now this happened on the 25th when the allegations and the uh the court case were filed and or or broadcast and put put out into public knowledge and all of a sudden it just started gaining traction you're like well what what's going on and then all of a sudden it was the the two words sex trafficking right that was that was it it was like sex trafficking what how okay let's uh unpack that uh What what does that mean? I think this, that term sex trafficking, like I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a a legal beagle. I don't have any sort of law degree, but I've, I've watched a lot of different people's perspectives on this situation the last couple of days to kind of help me digest what's going on. I've listened to actual lawyers talk about it. I've listened to people that are connected into the wrestling world. Jim Cornette had a really, um, logical discussion about it. Um, there's a lot of different perspectives out there. The sex trafficking, like when I first read that, I'm thinking motherfuckers like another Epstein. So he's probably got a compound somewhere where, you know, maybe these people aren't underage, like in Epstein's case, but is he like, does he have a bunch of, of women or, or maybe women and men, because I mean, we can get into past scandals too, that involved young men. Um, like, does he, is he like a, like a pimp? Like what's going on here in this case though? I don't really understand the term sex trafficking because it doesn't really sound like it fits that, uh, definition. Well, if you, if you read the, uh, a few of the, uh, counts there's 291 of them um uh well now i should say that it's there's 291 items for i think 11 counts of something and it's it's pretty crazy it's uh so he basically was using her as his own kind of personal sex slave and then he would he would make her go and do sexual acts with other people yes or bring other people into the bedroom so i think it's that forcing her to go to uh move like uh with other people as opposed to just him like forcing that out forcing her to out to do that so i think that's like because that is sex trafficking it's like you know it's like prostitution but it's like you know what i mean it's it's kind of a yeah, it's a gray it's it's a gray area i guess so I it's but it's just kind of like i think that's what that count means i think that's how they they it's worded in in the document but like some of the stuff and like the text messages that you're seeing like they have text messages and just to just interrupt you for a second so um 
I wanted to talk about the text messages kind of like we don't have to go through what they say, but the text messages to me, everything else is right now hearsay. I'm not saying it happened. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I don't know. Wasn't there. Thank God. Um, but all that other stuff kind of has to be proven. Like there has to be, there has to be, you know, proof beyond a shadow of a doubt that, you know, yes, Vince McMahon did this or he did that or whatever. The text messages to me are the only indisputable evidence right now. Um, those are the only things that we have to go by that did actually happen. So what's contained in those text messages, uh, we have to kind of take for the truth because I don't think Vince McMahon is disputing it. Kind of hard to dispute it. But the, the interesting thing that I found with the text messages as, you know, disgusting as they are in content, I don't see where she's resisting. I don't see where she is saying, well, I don't want to do that. They all seem to be in compliance. So, I mean, especially when he's saying like, yeah, baby, and he's saying all this stuff and she's like, yeah, that sounds great. Like there's like what I'm saying is there's nothing damning in those text messages that would suggest he forced her to do anything in a vacuum. Do you know what I'm saying? See, this, this is where I, this is where, uh, the, the text messaging thing kind of bothers me. Um, I think there's a lot of just focus on certain snippets. I don't know if it's the full conversations, so you don't know where things are like, obviously they're going to show like when, you know, it's news, they're going to sensationalize the parts where it's the most, I hate saying the word, but like the most scintillating news. Yeah, right. Right. So, so like, I, 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 so I understand that when we see those text messages in that context, you can kind of make that assumption that, Oh, well, I don't see resistance, but we don't see the, other text messages that aren't as scintillating you know it could be like it could be that conversation like we're only in the obviously the first stages of i guess discovery of what's going to be you know presented in the court case yeah um, we can we can only talk and speculate on what's been shown so far so we can't really we can't really speculate about what hasn't been shown yet so i'm kind of just basing it on what we have seen and what we've been given access to. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I understand that, but I, I think I, I look at it as we're not getting the full conversation. Probably so, not. Probably so not. I'm just like, I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to reserve those, those uh, assumptions because I don't see the, the whole conversation. I'm just seeing the most, I guess, you know, uh, sensationalized, sensationalizing, grabbing that attention with those words on screens. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's where I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm just going to, I'm just going to hold off on any assumptions I'm going to make. But like, when you read them, you're just kind of like, like, I, I hate, I hate saying this, but being like, you know, a 46 year old man who still watches wrestling and has watched wrestling since he was 12 years old. But going back and looking back at all the stuff that was done in the Attitude Era, like the degradation of, you know, making Trish Stratus bark like a dog and strip for him. And, and uh, you know, the uh, a lot of the poop jokes and all that type of oh, stuff. You're kind of, of like, you know what I mean? 
and you're just kind of like, oh my goodness, like he's been like this the whole time. That's how he was hiding it. He was doing it in plain sight on TV, and people were just thinking, oh, this is this is just to get ratings. But it was really how he was getting off. <laughs> like that's how I look back at it now, and I'm like, oh man, like this is. Well, you can't help but not. It's like I'm drawing some parallels to Bill Cosby here because you do look at these things through a different lens. Um, like looking back at the Trish Stratus, you kind of knew it was like, I mean, how old were we during the attitude era? We were our late teens. I think we were like 17, 18 ish kind of thing. And I mean, of course we're heterosexual young men. Of course we like to see Trish Stratus parading around in the ring in her underwear but even back then, and I'm not saying this to try to win points or anything like that. I'm just being completely honest. Even back then, it seemed like eh, you might be crossing a line there. Like making her bark like a dog and walk around in her hands. Like it just, there was parts of it that still kind of felt icky. Do you know what I mean? Like it's. Like I felt icky back then. And then when I go that's back. That's what I'm saying. That's I'm saying yeah. like even back then as 17, eight year old, 17, 18 year old, like heterosexual men, kids watching that show, like even back then, some of it was uncomfortable. Oh, completely uncomfortable. But and I mean, we watched ECW. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there was a lot of things on ECW too. You can go back and look and you're like, oh, well then. Um, but yeah, like. Going back and like I said, you try not to make those assumptions and, and just going based on what we have and like looking back at, at you know, past grievances with with uh, the WWE company. Like you said, back in, you know, 97, he was on Larry King talking about a sex scandal. And before that, he was on like Donahue and bef- like and that was like probably 86. And it was like there's all these like just really weird kind of sexual things that went on at that company or were accused of. They weren't even just sexual. Um, I'm trying to remember when the whole ring boys, the, the, excuse me, that's, this is what they called it. The cream team scandal. Um, was that late eighties, early nineties? That was like a 80, 86 to 89, I think is when that whole, yeah, uh, it's, investigation went on. So, so for our listeners who aren't familiar with that, um, it's basically Pat Patterson and uh, Jimmy Garvin, and there was one other guy, and I can't remember his name. Uh, they were all involved in the WWF at the time, and there was a scandal that they were making young men that are trying to get into the business uh, perform for them. If you catch my drift, um, yeah. So that that's kind of a past scandal. Uh, but even even going back, like there there's been non sexual scandals. Of course, the steroid trials are a big one. Um, Vince McMahon was able to actually defeat the federal government on that. Uh, there's also the whole did he cover up for Jimmy Snuka murdering a person? I mean that that's the earliest that's the earliest scandal that I can remember that involves Vince McMahon literally possibly covering up a murder. So it's, it's no wonder the guy thought he could get away with anything, right? Because he just seemed to be his entire life that he just did whatever the hell he wanted. 
yeah I, it's it's strange right like and then like just the whole like you know just recently we really thought that you know like because of the whole uh sex scandal but we always thought that him and linda were tight like you know what i mean we we didn't know we we didn't know they were estranged for like a decade not living in the same residence like because what they put on television and what they put out in the public eye was they were still like husband and wife yep like pure entertainment right and they they played it well um but yeah, just just we, we kind of got off topic a little bit there. Um, but with with the text messages, like I said, like that's all that's the only concrete evidence we have right now of what's going on. We can be sure that there was something like there, it's indisputable that they had relations. Um, and you're you're I was just listening to Dave Meltzer actually talk about this. And Meltzer is not a, you know, a fan of Vince McMahon, never was. He was always very critical of the WWF product. Um, but, you know, he, he brought up some good points. And he one of his points was, because he's obviously also in the media, is that you're only hearing and seeing one side of it right now. You're reading what, you know, the, the plaintiff or the, the victim has submitted in her lawsuit so you're gonna it's going to be the worst possible scenario that you can possibly paint so i mean do you kind of subscribe to the adage that you know there's three sides of every story there's one person's side there's the other person's side and there's the truth do you think this might be a situation where you know yeah, he's a scumbag. I don't. I don't think there's any disputing that Vince McMahon's a fucking greasy scumbag. I mean, there's no. I'll say that. Um, but do you think like he went as far as what's being said? Like, I don't know how much you want to touch on that or what you think. Well, I mean, let, let's 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 just put it this way: like you you said previously, like he thought he could get away with this shit. So if you've been getting away with this kind of stuff for like not necessarily like sex trafficking and, and, but like, if you have a, if you have a man who has habitually, and as we know, he has paid off women because he's done the wrong thing. <laughs> um, like he's paid what? 12, 12 million out in hush money. I'm not I think sure. there was more. Well, has he actually paid it <laughs> or did he say he was going to pay it? Well, I'm assuming there's been a lot of them. So 12 million doesn't seem out of the question if you're, you know, paying somebody 2 million or 1 million lump sums. So like that sort of thing, like you can do the math and you can kind of be like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, but, but yeah, like he has this, he has this habitual NDA thing going on. So like, everything she's saying about the NDA is probably true. Like, yeah. Like maybe they, like she said, like, you know, I was forced into this relationship, like just going by like what's in the document that she, the plaintiff has put out there. Cause we don't see, I haven't seen Vince McMahon's defense at all yet. So like, you know, she was just, she, you know, she thought she hit the, like, let's, let's be, reasonable here like i'll 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 play devil's advocate like even still like she was a younger woman who is meeting like a billionaire 
it's you know I, I I could see the allure to being like oh he's you know he's taking me under his wing that sort of thing, and the naive night like as as again she's probably a younger woman who wasn't as savvy in business situations, and you know just kind of fell victim you know like Vince has a type and he probably he smells it like you know what I mean he's been doing it for decades. So he's like, he has a predatory mentality, even in business, like it's, it's exactly. showing business, right? That's so his personality. like, yeah. it's his personality. Like if you go back and you re- if, uh, any of the wrestling fans are listening here and you go back and watch like beyond the mat and, uh, the, the Montreal or wrestling with shadows and you see Vince, when he talks to wrestlers, he treats them kind of like beneath him. Like the, remember when he, he treats- brought, he brought he draws them. in and he he's like, you're puke, man. And you're going to puke. Yeah. Oh my God, you're going to puke. I want you to puke right now. Like just, that's he kind of demeaning. Them, he treats them like his property. Like I own you. And that is the core. Well, that's what's at the core of this case is the, like those text messages. Like I own you. I will control who you fuck. I will control your every, you know, what you do when you're every waking hour. Yeah, because he's always controlled people. He's always he's controlled grown and, men that could destroy him in five seconds. Like, of course you're gonna get off on that. That's and that's what and does don't it for, for him. Yeah, and and don't forget, it's like okay, she worked for Vince McMahon, and there's a lot of Vince McMahon yes men who are probably watching her. So she knew she was being watched all the time. And then when you leave work, you go home and you live in the same building. So, you know, yeah. he's probably got eyes in the building. So you're kind of like, you feel like you're trapped. I, I like, I, I can get that mentality when you think about it. Like just, just in that, just in that simple statement of you're at the work and you're at home with the, like, it's like you're in a relationship, but you're not. And then all this, all this happens like, man, it's, I can understand, I can understand what happened. Like if you think of it in, in that context but then again you could look at it from the other context of maybe she was thought she could you know like i hate saying it and i'm not saying this is how she went into this situation but she could have been looking for a, a quick payday and and wanted to get vince mcmahon's attention and who knows like again i'm just saying what people might think may have happened i don't think that i'm just saying it's Based on what I've seen so far, I know that this prop Vince has done this just by just by like what's what's being presented in, in the previous past. It sounds um, like Vince. It, it's it, it sounds does. like Vince. It just sounds everything, like Vince. Everything in her deposition, everything that she has said in her lawsuit sounds like Vince. And I don't think there's a single person that you know, if you know anything about wrestling and you've followed it for as long as we have, I don't think there's anything in there that would make you say, well, that's out of character. Like that doesn't seem like him. Yeah. There's a lot in there, like a lot to digest, like the things that she, she, she says about Vince and the whole. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know how to get into it because you know, it's just. Well, I, one of the, I don't know if you've watched it yet. Um, but one of the reactions was from James or Jim Cornette. Um, he 
talked about it on his, uh, you know, the drive through with Cornette, whatever his little podcast is called there. Uh, I only usually listen to Jim Cornette because he has funny takes on things, but obviously the, you know, the seriousness of this particular subject, um, he did get into it. They did make some kind of crass jokes. Like I, I thought the, the person that does the podcast with him was, you might want to show some tact considering the subject. Like the guy that he does the, the podcast with was a bit of an ass. I didn't really agree with how much he was taking this into the, into the joke realm. It's not something to really joke about. And I'm not sure if he just did it because it's an uncomfortable subject I'm not sure, but Cornette, when he, when he talked about it, he looked at it through a pretty logical lens. Like I was kind of surprised because Cornette's usually pretty emotion filled, but he, it looked like he stepped back and just kind of looked at this from a subjective point of view. His point was, um, she lived in the same building as Vince McMahon. So that's a big one. And you, you brought it up, uh, that's not going to be like your low rent rundown, uh, you know, minimum wage housing complex. Vince McMahon had a penthouse in that building and she lives in that building. And this was before she even met Vince McMahon and she was unemployed looking for a job. I'm not like, how does somebody afford an apartment in kind of a high profile building in Stamford and be unemployed. I, I, was there something on her background or like, are her parents rich? Like how? Well, I'm assuming what happened was I think she had uh, parents that were, uh, I think sick, but they were well off. But then what happened was bankruptcy and there's some circumstances and then lost the home, but got an apartment that sort of thing. Like, I'm not sure there's had to be pretty like that was Cornette's first question. Like he just, he, and he didn't yeah. have an answer. He's like, and that's a fair question to ask. He's not, you know, he didn't say like, Oh, well, she must be a hooker. She must be a high priced escort. He didn't say any of that stuff. He just said, that's my first question. Like, how is she affording to live in a high profile building in Stamford? That was his first question. So his next one was, um, and, and this is kind of on everybody's mind. And again, I'm just bringing up the facts. She started this, this thing with Vince, uh, whether, you know, it, it seemed to be consensual at the time. Um, but then she said, you know, when she was at Titan Towers at work, on a couple of occasions, Vince kind of cornered her, locked her in a, in his office or locked her in a office, um, you know, took advantage of her, uh, sexually assaulted her. Uh, there was one other occasion where John Laurinaitis came in and the two of them took turns holding her down and doing whatever with her. But the other question that Cornette was is, okay, so that, that happened but she reported back to work after at Titan Towers. And again, he's not saying, he's not saying, you know, that he's not saying this or that. He's just asking that question. Like, why would you report back to work? Why would you put yourself in that situation again? And it's, it's a fair question. 
Well, it, again, trauma. Uh, I don't know how the her yeah how she reacts to trauma. So it could be a multitude of things. The whole like apparently I, like maybe she like again. I have no idea. But I, again, I think some sort of trauma may have triggered just the inability to leave. Um, again, like I said, predatory types. So again and vince knew like they apparently when they first met like she gave a lot of personal details and he was forthcoming what apparently what she wanted to hear in those uh, his personal details to kind of be like sympathetic so oh yeah he knows what he's doing exactly like again predatory uh mentality and he like again he knows he's like you said he's manipulated men who were who could crush him so like he he knows how to uh groom and uh manipulate. So again, not a that's that's a Vince thing. We we all know it. Like he he used his power and his money to get what he needed at certain times from certain people and like that's just that. again, his his mentality has always been just about what he needs at the time. Like you've heard it many times like from people who've left WWE that like you don't say no to Vince. You just say, okay, well, how can we make this happen? How can we make it happen for him to a certain point? Like we may not be able to get it perfect, but like, how do we make it happen for him? And that's, again, that's a known fact about Vince McMahon. That's what, what he wants. So yeah, man, it's, it's not shocking. Like, that's the thing is like sitting here thinking about it logically. It's like, it, it doesn't shock me that a, maybe a, a a a woman could have been manipulated by Vince McMahon like that like it just doesn't just doesn't shock me like it's no, just he's manipulated tons of people i'm just i'm just saying what cornette's saying so no no like, I, I, just, I get you i just found it interesting um his other thing was is that he started kind of getting more into like what he knows about Vince McMahon obviously he's he knows him well uh you know he worked with them um one of the one of the claims that was made was that he told her to come to his house for a meeting and when she got there he let her in in his underwear he was only wearing his underwear and cornet cornet's like well i mean i only knew him you know or i only worked with him in the kind of the late 90s early 2000s kind of thing um, you know, for a, whatever it was, a 10 year span or whatever it was from like 96 to 2006 or whatever it was. And he said, uh, that seems out of character for Vince. Um, I've never heard of him holding any meetings in his underwear. He's very, uh, very much about appearances. Um, it's just not something he could see him doing. I mean, that's kind of less egregious of all the, all the, um accusations but he just said that seemed out of place uh the other thing that he said and this see i don't i don't think that sounds out of place at all when you know you're i'm just telling you what somebody who knows the man extremely well said yeah i know but like what like you you can say yeah like he's never met a meeting with a bunch of gentlemen in his underwear sure but if you know a a young attractive female is coming over to your home and you've already kind of know you've manipulated enough. 
you're gonna you're gonna try something i think so this apparently this apparently was like one of their first encounters so like before anything ever really happened apparently is that's kind of how she was brought in (laughs) was that he just showed up that that's kind of what Cornette's point was is that like would he do that right away like i could you know i don't know um one of the other points that he said about the whole like taking a dump on her head during a a certain um, encounter he said that seemed out of character as well because vince is kind of a, a health nut and a like a almost like a germaphobe so he can't he couldn't really see that happening um because you know after he did that it wasn't like now go clean yourself up it was kind of like they continued to do things so he's like i just i can't see that and then he he kind of speculated that you know maybe did he mean to like fart on her and because he's an older man he kind of i don't know he just said that seemed out of character for him as well. He finds that one hard to believe. Um, I don't know if you want to touch that particular aspect of the. Well, again, uh, known like again, just going back to like looking back at Vince's track record on just things he's done on television. He did seem to have a fascination for poop, and again, for this is this is something that. You, this is this is something that you don't really discuss with people at work, but he's doing this with a person that he doesn't really, you know, work with at per se. So I don't know. Sure, like maybe he gets off on taking a poop on someone. Like there's I mean, it's there's fetishes, like don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. There's there's degradation. Like I get it. Like it's like you're, you know, I'm treating you less than than human. I'm not saying it's didn't happen or it's out of the realm of possibility. It just Cornette was saying just knowing Vince and the way that he is like, you know, basically a germaphobe. Like he's like, I find that really hard to believe that that would be something. Anyway, that, that was his other point. Um, He was also asked like, did anything, did you get a hint of anything like that happening back when you were with the company? And you remember like Cornette was there, as I said, late nineties, early two thousands. So right in the height of the, of the attitude era when, you know, anything was everything and anything was happening. Um, Cornette said, no, like I had no sort of inclination that anything like that was happening in the headquarters or like on company grounds. He's like, you know, I wasn't with Vince 24 seven, but I certainly didn't see anything like that or know of anything like that happening. Um, I mean, that could just be him covering his own ass. Uh, you know, who knows? But that's that was kind of what Cornette had to say. Um, as I said, like, I listened to Meltzer talk about it. Meltzer was talking about how, um, you know, none of this seems out of character for Vince. Uh, his other point was really interesting as well. He said, you know, in order to become a billionaire like Vince McMahon is uh, you've got to have some sociopathic and even, um, you know, psychotic tendencies. Um, So, 
yeah, like Meltzer's pretty much ready to say, yes, Vince, you know, Vince did these things. It, it just, that's kind of the way it felt. Well, that seems to be everyone's kind of take on it because like I said, everyone goes back and looks and goes, oh yeah, I see it now. Like that's, that's the thing is like, he doesn't, he, he didn't do himself justice with some of the stuff he did put on television, I guess thinking that like he wasn't forward thinking that oh maybe if you know i get caught maybe they'll look back at me and go oh yeah we see it now <laughs> like, yeah you know you don't have that forethought as like you know you're kind of narcissistic i guess in a way you're like oh they'll never know i'm hiding it in plain sight type thing but like i don't know man like i think vince mcmahon is like like you said the absolute scum of the earth at this point in his career like like when we first started watching wrestling we were like 10 years old 11 years old 12 years old yeah and then you know as you as you grow like and back then we weren't the type of fan that was ravenous about everything going on in the wrestling world the business side of things we just cared about who won and who lost and who won championships and that sort of thing well we didn't know we didn't have we've talked about this on previous podcasts we didn't have access to that information we didn't even know vince mcmahon was the owner we just thought he was a commentator exactly so like when you go back and you look at this stuff, you're just kind of like, oh shit. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. Like he's a scumbag. Like when you find like, as like, again, because we grew up with watching wrestling, as we got older, we wanted to learn more about the business and then the internet came and then we could go back and find out about all the access. things that we had all that access to all the information that previously happened. Like the, the, the dealings with, you know, all the territories and what he did to them and people were having documentaries and talking about it and, like it's insane the stuff he did like like again like i i like i'll i'll, I'll promote, promote another podcast it's called behind the bastards and they did a they did a uh, an episode like they do episodes on really horrible people and they did an episode on Vince McMahon and he has like seven or eight episodes and most people like Hitler had two <laughs> like you know what i mean so like it's it's like holy shit like what did these guys find and then you they go back and they just bring up old court cases and all the stuff that happened and everything he was accused of and you just go back and you're like holy shit he's not a, he's not a good person like he's not like he's just and i he's I all agree about with, his business right like it's just so like anyway i agree with like and i agree with Meltzer. i mean there's there's ex probably exceptions to the rule. I'm not going to go on here and say that every single person that's like a multi-billionaire in this world is a piece of shit. Um, there's there probably are exceptions, but most of the ones that we know uh, have some skeletons or there's questionable things that they've done. I don't think you can get to that level by being a nice person. I just, maybe you inherit it from somebody and you're just, you know, you're not, you're not that kind of person. And you've just, you've kind of inherited billions of dollars. That might be the difference. And, you know, your philanthropy is a big part of your life, but for somebody that kind of came up like Vince, who kind of, you know, he's a self-made man. I mean, let's be honest is his father had the WWE and was, you know, had a, a fair chunk of change but not to the extent that Vince got to like, you know, Vince turned, I can't remember his initial investment in the WWF when he bought it from his old man, but he turned it into a multi-billion dollar company. 
anybody that kind of comes up from that and just builds an empire, they've got to have like sociopathic tendencies. Like you've got to not care about people because there's a lot of people that you've got to destroy and step on to get to that point. Um, you know, you've heard the stories of Bill Gates and what he's done in the past. And, you know, obviously Jeffrey Epstein is another great example. Like, you know, it's just, I think it comes with the territory. Oh, again, like it's complete psycho, like probably sociopathic psychopathic tendencies for sure. Like you, you like, again, like when you look back and you see how he did business, you can see that he had no, no real empathy for anyone or anything. It was like me, us, the company, how do I get more? I want more. I need more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was there anything else that you kind of wanted to, in the specifics of the, of the case itself before we kind of move on to, I, I don't, I don't really want to get into specifics because again, I'm not a legal, I'm not a legal beagle. I'm not, I'm not a psychiatrist. I have no idea about anything. I'm just speculating and being like, we need something to talk about. And I'm just putting ideas out there, probably the wrong ones, obviously, but um, let's talk about where they're going from here. Like now that, uh, as we know of, as today, um, Vince McMahon has resigned. He's no longer part of the company. He is only a shareholder. That is it. He has no power. He has no, and he has, he doesn't have enough voting power to get back on the board if for anything. So Vince McMahon is out of the wrestling business. Like that's, this is like a, a, like he's out now, mind you, he can still profit off the wrestling business, which I think is, shouldn't be allowed. He shouldn't be allowed to make a profit now that like he's been, he's resigned. He should, they should have made him sell his shares and, he was, he's fine. He's what, 78 years old and he'll have like over 150 billion million yeah, dollars it, or whatever. It's, it's everybody insane. don't, don't worry about Vince. He's not going to end up living on the streets or in a, in a tent, like a bunch of people are right now. Don't, don't worry yeah, about yeah. him in that capacity. Yeah. Like he's, he doesn't need anything. <laughs> like he's just like, again, he's 78 years old. He's just, he's. He's going to leave behind a, a lot of money for someone, which is, you know, who knows? Um, it's probably knows Shawn Michaels. He's leaving it to who knows <laughs> who, who knows who he's leaving it to. Cause like, apparently he hates his kids now. Who knows? Exactly. So, so, so where, I mean? where's the company going to go from here? So what kicked all this off? The whole reason Vince McMahon had to resign and this is what kicked it off. It's, it happened at 1145, I think last night or something where Slim Jim announced yeah, we're done. We're not, we, we have integrity and blah, blah, blah. And Slim Jim's like, we're pulling all advertisement from you guys. We want nothing to do with you. And yeah. as soon as that happened, cause that's the first domino to fall. If one, if one advertisement company pulls out and you don't get rid that's of Vince right away, right. the rest are going to come falling down. And that's where they're making their money on those advertisements right now until the deal with Netflix. Right. So like that, that, that's, that's a big thing. So, so what, what I, when I saw that, um, when Slim Jim pulled out, then I started reading, uh, articles where they were talking about Vince McMahon's actual structure of his contract. So the big thing was, is that TKO could not fire him 
They could not force him to resign. They had no legal recourse to say, well, you know, you're out, we're we're voting you out. Um, In his contract, it stipulated that he can't be removed unless he dies, is found uh, mentally unfit, or if he like resigns himself. So it was kind of like they're stuck with them. Um, and then I got thinking like, oh shit, because, you know, like you said, they just lost a major sponsor, uh, in this day and age, you know, sponsors are very quick to, to, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying, this is the facts, uh, in this day and age, allegations are enough. Dude, you're really straddling the fence today, man. No, no, I'm just, I'm just saying like, I'm looking at it as subjectively as I can. This kind of thing, like 20 years ago, 10 years ago, maybe you don't see sponsors jump ship as quickly as as they do today. You have to admit, today's climate is much different than it was 10, 15 years ago. Um, Allegations are enough now for major sponsors to jump off the ship. And once one does, the rest do that that's just the way it is because you you know companies you got to look after your brand today in, in today's climate um so what i was thinking was like okay if this bastard is not going to step down himself because i thought of it i'm like would vince step away would he step down on his own and then i thought maybe they'll try to go after him and say he's mentally unfit and i mean there's probably a good case to be made <laughs> Um, but what are these, like, what are these guys going to do? They just paid so much money for, for, uh, you know, for the, the, the WWE itself. Um, they just signed this big deal with Netflix and, you know, Netflix well, I think potentially I think, uh, pull out. Well, exactly. Like a uh, big smooth who's listening there right now. He, uh, he mentioned that he goes, maybe the, I think they were, afraid the netflix would pull out if they didn't get absolutely like, instant leave right so absolutely obviously and vince didn't want that netflix, money to go away right if you're the head of netflix you yeah you're definitely gonna you know you're gonna think about it for sure like i would i don't want to be associated with that um and you know and props to the to our listeners that are that are uh you know putting an in input i i appreciate that um and, and like you said it, yeah, like that's probably what it comes down to. And that's probably why he ended up resigning because he probably thought that's less money in my pocket. If, if the WWE tanks now, I lose money because I'm still a shareholder. And that's probably exactly what was going through his head. Yep. So he just so resigned. Yeah. I read an article that for the first time ever, no McMahon is in any sort of key position in the company which kind of hit me and I'm like, yeah, that's true. So here's now, here's just uh since, since now we're kind of just kind of free balling it here. Since you just brought up that fact, let's go back to remember how we glossed over some previous things like the, the announcements before the big announcement, you know what I mean? Like the big scandal, uh, yep. the rock becoming the new CEO of the company. Mm-hmm. I think theories abound. They're not conspiracy theories abound, Are but I think a rabbit hole. Are you going where well, I think you're going? Hold on, hold on here. <laughs> so, I'm not going. I don't think. I don't think I'm going where you think. I think I you you think I'm going. Um, but uh, like Macaulay, uh... I think I am thinking. What I think I know you're thinking. Yeah, yeah that yeah. yeah that one. Uh, 
I, I think what, what what the reason the rock was brought in is Endeavor knew something was coming. Like I think Endeavor yeah. knew that okay, we got Vince. Vince is no longer the face. We don't really have a face. Who can we bring in that is has a uh, a stellar and unbesmirched, you know, uh, PR squeaky look, clean look, squeaky yeah. clean, and who's been associated with the company for decades? Who's out there? There's John Cena, and then there's The Rock, and Batista too. The but timing, like, no, the, who, Batista's, Batista's got his, remember the, the allegations against him at one time? Yeah, but like that's been, he's, he's pretty much been even keeled since then, right? So, catch it. yeah, I'm not, yeah, I don't know where to go anyway. Um, <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? So like they, they, they knew something was probably going to come out of the, the, these, inve- like the investigation per se. The timing um, is interesting. Timing is very interesting. Like they signed the deal. Like that's great. And Vince was there to ring the bell and stuff. But then all of a sudden the rocks there and you're kind of like, what? Vince. That's the rocks music. That's the, and then all of a sudden, you know, rock comes out and then you're like, fuck the rocks there too. Why is the, and then you find out, oh, he's now the, uh, a CEO, an executive CEO. Not. Yeah. It's anyway. So he's the new face of the company. And I think yep. I think Endeavor knew something was happening or TKO knew something was happening. I think somebody yeah, tipped they're, they're, their hand to them and they're just like, okay, we got to get a little bit in front of this. So before he's gone, we got to get a new face on the on the screen. So now it's The Rock. Now I'm scared to see maybe maybe The Rock's like, fuck this, I'm out. Like, do you think that's gonna happen? Cause like I he's he, now he's now he's associated with a company that's you know and he's been associated with Vince McMahon for decades. People yep. are people are going to look at The Rock differently. His The Rock has a brand. The Rock is no longer a person; he's an entity. And uh, I completely agree. Like what the th- when you look back though, um, like Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, now The Undertaker. They've all, when you look back, they've all kind of had that close association with Vince McMahon. There's always been stories about how those particular names have, outside of even the wrestling world, have been kind of intertwined with Vince. Like Undertaker's hanging out with McMahon at, you know, UFC events, and he he almost feels like he's a caretaker. Um, like at that last UFC event, we talked about this where, you know, Vince, it almost felt like Vince was this frail old man. You know, he was using the Walker cause he was just coming off the surgery and he seemed confused by, you know, reporters questions. And he'd look up at, at Mark or the undertaker and the undertaker would kind of clarify what Vince was saying. It almost felt like he was his caretaker. Um, and then, you know, you've heard all the stories about how like Steve Austin and McMahon were tight and, you know, there's the rumors of the relation, the, the exact nature of the relationship between Shawn Michaels and, and Vince McMahon and, uh, you know, Hulk Hogan and Vince McMahon and all that stuff. But the rock, you never really heard of those things outside of wrestling. Like you didn't see the rock hanging out with Vince McMahon at public events, Um, You know, McMahon wasn't going to any Hollywood premieres of The Rock's movies. There just, there didn't seem to be that closeness between the two. So I think he's... Do you think, do you think maybe his dad and the the family told him, hey, don't, 
Don't get too close to Vince. Maybe even back then, do you think? Like, again, total conspiracy. Total conspiracy. Yeah, we're just spitballing. Um, Possibly. I mean, this is... I read an interesting thing today, um, and I don't know how true it is. I didn't really have time to kind of research into it. But they're saying now that any close associates of Vince McMahon, TKO is now looking at purging from the company. So this kind of relates to The Rock. Like Yeah, well and this well and this relates to The Rock and it also relates to Triple H. It also relates to HPK because they're running yep. all three brands right now. I was just gonna um, say that. Like what does this mean for, I mean, I'm pretty sure Bruce Pritchard is toast. <laughs> and I'm not saying one thing or the other about Bruce Pritchard, but they're close. They've had kind of a weird relationship over the years because I think McMahon has fired him like three times. But he keeps coming back, and you know, if you listen to something to wrestle with, like Bruce Pritchard's been close with McMahon. He's a close McMahon confidant. Um, hey, do you remember? I just thought of this. What about three months ago? Didn't Kevin Dunn uh, leave the company? Oh, he's gone. Yeah, because they're tired of the crash. Like he, he was dated for for pr- production. Yeah, but yes, but did he's he see gone. What was coming? Did he see what was coming down the pipe? What uh, did he probably. know? Oh yeah, he he probably knew because he's probably like one of those. Remember, there's those uh, in I going back to the the court case. There's four or five uh, unnamed uh, people in it executives. that are called executive one, two, three, physiotherapist. One, like there's a bunch of other accounts to these other people. Um, maybe one of them is like again complete speculation. Yeah, I don't. I let's not let's not do that. But I'm just saying yeah. like he you know the the timing is interesting there as well because it's like out of it's like he wasn't forced out they didn't say well we weren't there for the conversation but it's just interesting that it you know it's still kind of fresh that done is like fuck i'm out um but like what does this mean for like bruce pritchard as i said pretty sure he's gone he probably will be uh triple h is the man's son-in-law Although Stephanie and Triple H have worked on distancing themselves from Vince the last little while. So I like, you know more about that than I do. Um, and, and HBK, like you mentioned, like, are they done? Um, I don't, I, 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 again, I don't know. Like, uh, that's why we're talking, right. We're saying like, we're speculating completely. Um, I don't think I don't think Triple H goes. I don't th- I don't think it because they're just like who do we who do we have that could take over that role that quickly? Because I mean, if you really think about it, um, you can't have like Paul Heyman. You can't have Paul Heyman take over because he again he was really closely associated with Vince. Uh, was he or wasn't he? Well, that, that's see, that's the thing. Like, in all, in, in all honesty. In all honesty, I think I think you're probably right. So you know, I guess if you took Triple H away, you could put Paul Heyman in. Um, and if you took uh, HBK away, you could probably put CM Punk there, because he basically wants the job anyway. See, getting back to uh, to Heyman again, the Heyman Vince McMahon thing has is interesting. I mean, we could do probably a whole episode on that. Um, I think there's genuine 
resentment and distaste there between the two of them. I think that Heyman probably really does hate Vince McMahon's guts, probably always has, but probably recognized that this is the only way that I'm going to survive in this business. You, you remember the, you know, the partnership, the secret partnership between ECW and WWF back in the late nineties, early two thousands. Um, do you, but do you remember going back and like, if you go back and you watch that Vince had a hard time even admitting he did it. He's just like, yeah, we, uh, you know, we didn't want to go in and, uh, raid his town completely, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. Like you know what I mean? He was shit. not happy about it. He was not happy about that. People found out about it. Yeah. I, and do you remember that infamous shoot interview, the shoot work interview that Heyman did where, you know, he told Vince, like, you stole my legacy. I hate your guts, blah, blah, blah. And I've watched shoot interviews with Heyman on, on that interview talking about it. And he, you know, he said like, basically he and Vince talked before he went out um, the only direction Vince gave him was, is hit me with everything you got. I don't care. Nothing is off limits. Just go for it. And Heyman's like, most of what I said is what I felt. And Vince was good with it because it made money. He doesn't care. Like Vince doesn't give a shit. He's like, I just want to make money, damn it. And that's how it goes. So I, I don't think Heyman is that closely. Like, I don't think they palled around. I, I doubt that, you know, Heyman was at too many uh, booking uh, sessions by the pool with Pat Patterson and Bruce Pritchard. Um, well, back then, yeah, not back then, but like when he was running SmackDown, he was just, it was all via email and scripts and stuff. I think that was just a, a kind of a relationship born out of necessity. Like Vince isn't stupid. You can say, you say whatever you want about him. The man is not stupid. Um you know, it's pretty easy to recognize that Heyman is a brilliant wrestling mind and giving him some control is not the worst thing you can do. So, um, yeah, so let's, let's, let, well, so we'll, uh, we'll speculate that if, if I think Heyman's safe, tri triple well, H, tri if, tri if, if triple H leaves, Heyman's probably going to have to take over. Um, but could, would oh man, want to? Jesus That's my Christ, the product shift though. Oh man. But that's considering my point. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like the product shift would be who would be extreme would Heyman, for sure. Pardon would the Heyman pun. want to, would he want to take over? Because he said before, he's like, I just want to be kind of an on camera talent. Um, I've got a lot of other stuff going on in my life. I don't know. But then it, it, it also offers the opportunity. Like this is your chance to get the last laugh on old Vinnie Mac for like, you know, fucking you back in the, in the nineties. Like maybe you get the last laugh on him. I can, I can appreciate that point of view too. It's like, it's, imagine Paul Heyman as the executive vice president of the WWE or whatever the hell you want to call it. <laughs> like imagine that. Well, don't, don't forget. He's still got a young daughter. So he'd probably be looking to maximize as much money as he could possibly make in the you know, Paul Heyman's no spring chicken by any means. So he's what, no. 60 now? That's not that bad though. No, I know. But you know what I mean? Like, you know, he wants to probably leave, leave his daughter with, with whatever he wants to leave her with. So like he, he'd be, I think he'd be, I think he'd be down. He might only do it for a short time. He'd be like, yeah, I'll do it for a year. And I can say, I you can figure it. It. imagine the you flex know. he'd have over Vince. Like Fuck. I beat you. I'm still here. You're not. Oh, yeah, I, I beat oh. you. Oh, 
after could all you imagine years. the interviews though after like once Heyman retires and gets to actually just fucking talk <laughs> the yep. shit we were gonna hear uh, that's pure speculation but it sounds great to me well i mean if you go back and you watch any paul Heyman uh shoot interviews he's very candid about vince he doesn't really pull his punches he's just like we don't get along but we make money but yeah we make money together yep he's a draw that's the thing so what what does this do to other wrestlers legacies like you well, gotta kind of wonder like what did they know what didn't they know what was happening back in the day um dude this could be like a six-part episode yeah i know like just with the amount of speculation you could have but like you know hogan was depraved uh, like a depraved sexual fucking nut <laughs> like we've seen it uh on you know his porno and what or the the leaked tape or whatever <laughs> but like so you're just kind of like so like did him and vince like maybe he's the one of the ex-champions that was involved we we know who it is we can't talk didn't they name it, it was brought didn't they actually name Fuck Brock yes Lesnar? it's been said well they said current uh former ufc champion yeah, yeah. and wwe superstar so it's not Ronda Rousey. Do you think it could be Ken Shamrock? <laughs> well, here's the other thing. They don't say, they don't speculate on like timeline, but actually they do. So it's Brock. Yeah. By, they by say the way when they he signed back. Yeah. Part of the, part of the agreement was, is that he got to, but he got to sample the wares. Old Brank Lesnar. So his, I like now that he's named, he's not showing up on rumble tonight. I saw that. Um, didn't Sable have a sexual assault case against the WWE at one point? Uh, no, it was uh, somebody defecated in her bag. It was the uh, shit bag, remember? Sunny. No, that Sunny Sunny never had anyone shit. Yeah, well, Sunny Mave shit in her bag. bag I'm pretty Xbox sure, but yeah, shit in her bag. He admits to it. Yeah, but like uh, anyway, <laughs> but like that's what I'm saying. Like you go back and you like there's it's so different. Like it's just. You're just like, what, what kind of company are you running? Like, you know what I mean? Like you can shit in somebody's bag and no repercussions, nothing happens. Do you think that the slop bucket that was dumped on Sonny's head during that? Never mind. Who knows? Could have been. <laughs> like somebody, they could have just left a bucket and be like, boy, shit in the bucket. We're dumping it on Sunny tonight. That was <laughs> be a big funny joke. That was, like, who knows? Uh, I saw that somewhere. I saw that in a shoot interview somewhere that somebody was saying that they, because Sonny was such an, and we're going way off topic here, but we're looking back at, we're looking back at past events. Um, it was heavily implied that that slop bucket was left in the back area with the boys. And uh, there was puke and feces in that bucket. I can't see it though because they dumped it on her at ringside and that could potentially get on fans and you could potentially have lawsuits because I mean there's E. coli there's all sorts of health issues that could happen there you've got fans eating food by ringside that could get splashed with that shit so I, I don't know but again like like you don't know and nope, like you, you hear don't. all the like when you go back and you listen to the way wrestlers like talked about certain aspects of their backstage shenanigans 
Oh, it you was kind of like why was it always poop? There. Why was it always it was, poop? It was beyond Thunderdome back there, like the old school. Like, I don't know, man. It's just, do I still like wrestling? This was the next question I was going to ask you. So I watched a quick interview with, um, I can't remember his name because I don't watch a lot of them, but the dude that does wrestling with regret, do you know who I'm talking about? Have you ever seen wrestling with regret? Oh yeah. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I can't remember the guy's name. I know he's actually been involved in wrestling and stuff and, uh, wrestling with regret. They just, for our listeners, they, he, it's just this one dude. I can't remember his name. He goes back and he does like retro wrestling rants kind of thing. He'll watch WrestleMania three and he'll go by through it, whatever he was talking. And, uh, he was saying like, I'm, you know, he's 40 something now. He still watches wrestling. It's obviously been a big part of his life. How does he feel about watching it now? Like, does that get tainted? Even though Vince is long gone, he, he built this thing. Like, are you going to still be able to kind of watch it without thinking about all of this stuff that happened? Are you going to be able to go back? Like, I mean, the two of us have talked about this many times. We love going on YouTube and we love searching out old, like we're in the mood to just watch WrestleMania five. Do we, does it taint all of that stuff now for you? So I had this discussion with my wife. She's like, do you still support them? And I said, well, what do you mean? She goes, well, do you subscribe to their channel? Do you watch their videos? And I'm like, not anymore, but I did. Like so I, not I, anymore, I, like when, as of when though? Oh, like, uh, oh, when the products started getting really bad, I'm no longer subscribed to their channel. Like it just, okay. it wasn't like I stopped. No, it had nothing to do with like said accusations or anything. I just stopped because the product was curious. really bad. Yeah. yeah. So I was just like, I, and then I got really into AEW and ROH again. So it was just kind of like. You know, I, I basically replaced one vice with the same vice, just not as popular per se. Mm. So like I still watch wrestling. So I watch a lot of AEW wrestling, but now I'm just, it's like CM yeah, like Punk Vince just McMahon went back to not wrestling. Vince McMahon is not wrestling. There's wrestling that happens without Vince McMahon. But exactly. But like the company and like, just like you said, everything now will have that, that tinge or taint tainted look to it because people are like oh they're using the old vince mcmahon brown panties match or you know like oh this is just all sexual now like you know what i mean like everything's going to have that tinge or that 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 you know uh look per se everyone's going to like scrutinize him the the wrestling business more because of this you know what i mean um there was always that just sorry to interrupt you again there was always that uh, stigma with people that enjoyed wrestling, eh? Like, do, like as two people that went through that all of our lives, back in the 80s, every kid was into it. But as you got a little older, like when we started watching the Attitude Era and stuff like that, it wasn't, especially the early to mid-90s, it wasn't cool to be a wrestling fan. And there was always like, oh, toothless hillbillies enjoy that shit. Like... Do you know what I mean? There was always kind of Oh yeah, no, no. There was a stigma. Like it it wasn't cool to watch wrestling until we were in high school. Like we're 17. Like in all honesty, it wasn't cool to watch wrestling until 
like our last year of high school. Like that's when it really boomed. Right? Yeah, if I'm no, remembering I right. I completely agree. Yeah. It was when the whole Jerry Springer thing was cool too. Like it was just Exactly, all... like that shock shock television. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I could like so when you go like again, everything is going to look be looked on as, you know, more scrutinized considering what what type of product they're going to be putting on television. Now that's WWE. Now, unfortunately, because of this and because of what's going on, other companies that, you know, maybe did push the envelope with, you know, certain things being shown on screen, you know, sexually or whatnot. Um, now maybe getting more scrutinized just for the sake of what's previously went on at one of the most major companies. So what's going on here at this little rinky dink company, if you're making people do this on screen type thing, you know what I mean? Like it could be completely agreed upon by both parties and no issues, no nothing, but it's still going to be scrutinized because of what's happened in larger companies. So yeah, like this is going to have kind of, I hate saying it. It's going to have like a little bit of a ripple effect going forward. Like again, they're going to have to, you know, be mindful of what they're putting on TV for a little bit until, you know, the sensationalization of the stories has kind of gone away. But do you agree with me on that? Well, the pro- I was just going to ask you, like, the problem is, is that I'm only really watching the CM Punk stuff. So I don't really know where the product is going these days. Um, I've kind of read that they're starting to kind of trend away from the PG stuff again. Uh, I don't think you'll ever see the bra and panty match again. Like, regardless oh, never. Of, regardless if this happened this whole Vince thing happened or not I just that's a low form of entertainment um like I don't know I've only like I said I've only ever watched one full episode of Raw and that was what like a month ago when CM Punk first came back and you know they ended up showing him for the last five minutes of the entire show and I said ah never again you fucks like I'm not sitting through another three hour episode of this I'm just gonna watch the highlights so I like, I can't speak on where. The product well, the product's basically the same as what, what you're thinking. Like there's still some, you know, they have some risky things that happen, but like, nope. Like you said, the, the bra and panties match and the mud matches and all that stuff that's gone. The attitude air is kind of out of wrestling. It's been sanitized a little bit. Um, I'm talking more of the, the, you know, the more smaller companies. I'm not talking like AEW and WWE. I'm talking about those other companies that, you know, sometimes use sexuality to bring people to come watch the show. Like, like that's going to be scrutinized more. Um, well, I, I'm not familiar with the other, like, what do you, you know, like, like CZW and like basically ECW, just more regional. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I don't even know what they do. So all I, I'm I, saying is, is like wrestling is going to get scrutinized either way. It, it, it based on what's been happening. Like it, there's Absolutely. going to be that effect of, of, of what's happening in, in today's climate. So there's people are going to have those knee jerk reactions and, and, and get get upset about any little thing that might upset them. That reminds them of this case. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. So I'm trying to say here's, here's the, yeah, I completely understand what you're saying. So here's, here's another question for you. So in kind of the wake of the whole Chris Benoit thing, Mm-hmm. Um, wrestling was very heavily scrutinized. And if you remember, there were a number, like a number of dominoes that fell after that. They had to tighten up the wellness policies. Um, You effectively saw the end of 
reckless extracurricular activities by the wrestlers. Um, you know, the, the famous line that their biggest addiction nowadays is PlayStation. That kind of ushered in all that stuff. Uh, the headshots, the violence was taken down. Um, there were a number of uh, safety measures that were brought in. So wrestling, you know, it became a little softer. Um, but it eventually blew over. Like, you know, it, it hung around for a while. It was a, a black eye on the wrestling industry, but it eventually went away. And you saw where, you know, things might have ramped up a little more. There was a chair shot here or there. Um, you know, there was an appetite again for extreme wrestling. Because, you know, we know through, like, guys like Nick Gage. Um, and he was even brought to the mainstream when he went to AEW to, to kind of have those matches with Chris Jericho. So people knew who he was. Wrestling, my point is wrestling will recover. Oh, I completely I, I, understand. It's it's, but again, like I just said, you know, some of the, the smaller companies are going to feel this, not just the larger companies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the other thing is, is you know, uh, is AEW good? Like AEW's taking an ass kicking right now, so yeah. AEW is tend to more on the uh, more extreme side of things, like extreme wrestling, like barbed wire, that well, type of stuff. To. And so I don't know if, I don't know if AEW is going to take a hit on this, but, but again, like our, you know, is WB going to be like, okay, we're really going to have to look at our, our wrestling company. Are they squeaky clean? Like what's going on? Because, you know, there's been things said about the AEW backstage locker room. Um, more of a, just more of a, you know, people not enjoying each other's company, fighting, infighting, that You're sort of thing. that everywhere though. I, I think that's. I think that's normal for business. There's going to be, especially where you've got a number of egos involved. I don't think that's going to have an effect. Now, if there's, if there's rumors of backstage inappropriateness. Um, I haven't heard anything about that. So like, yeah. and I'm pretty, I'm pretty down into the, the AEW side of things. Love, love watching it. But, uh, <laughs> big smooth just mentioned he goes maybe vince will sign with aew no nope don't want that no thank no. you no um but yeah like uh, wrestling is so like a lot of things have happened in the past few months in, in wrestling like actually last like six months of wrestling have just been absolutely bananas but you had to you'd have to expect something like that because you know, everyone knew Vince was kind of winding down and with him, like eventually, like the writing was on the wall that he was leaving anyway, I think, because, you know, there was rumors of him selling the company for years. I mean, he's getting old. You saw him in public. He looked like shit. You could see it. Like you could see the man was physically degrading. Um. I think people knew a change was coming. So once like that's a major changing of the guard. So once he's gone, you knew that stuff was going to change in the wrestling world forever. This isn't like, this isn't our wrestling anymore. It's still my wrestling. Yeah. But it's uh, what I'm saying is it's not the wrestling we grew up with. Like it's going to, there's going to be some, there was going to be some monumental shifts in the industry regardless. I think. Um, the other point that I was going to make is, and we'll get your 
comments on on that because you're you're still into wrestling i'm not as much um the other thing that i was going to mention is wrestling is entertainment yep the entertainment industry itself is rife with this kind of shit so we've got harvey weinstein we've got epstein and his list i don't want to like get into all that but i'm just saying wrestling is kind of a microcosm of hollywood and for years there's always been speculation and allegations in hollywood we got a bit of a sneak peek with that with weinstein and with epstein um so none of this i guess my point is is that none of this really surprises me it's just it seems to come with that kind of territory well the movie business has always been Oh, the, there's always the, been mutterings and talks the and the, couch, the, right? the couch exactly and people you know like don't forget like if you go like uh, we were young and we didn't follow we weren't into movies back then like we were we we were into horror film and that was we really just watched it. the movie and enjoyed the movie exactly like we weren't into like the inner workings of you know production and whatnot and who casts and all that stuff so then as no, you get older you kind of get into you, you you pivot and you get you get into that sort of thing like but if you go back and you look at uh like an interview, like Courtney Love said, if if Harvey Weinstein ever invites you back to his hotel for a casting, don't go, or for a party, don't go. Like she said that in like on on television. Yeah, it's documented, and people were just like, "Oh, she's a she's a rock star. She doesn't understand the movie business. She's drugged out of her mind. She's drugged out of her mind. Maybe she's drugged out of her mind because she's trying to deal with trauma. <laughs> like, yeah." Uh, anyway but it's just like it's so crazy like you hear it now and you're just like oh yeah like hollywood is nothing but you know it's basically weirdness Sodom and Gomorrah. It, it's weirdness it's just weirdness yeah and it's like, it's almost understood that that's what you do to like and i'm talking guys and girls like it's oh just, man like it's if almost we're, since understood we're, that you since we're going down a rabbit hole we're not really talking about the case anymore we're almost winding down here anyway yeah. folks we've been ranting and raving here for almost an hour and a half but um like since we're talking like craziness and like the, are you into comedy at all do you watch like comedic comedies like what's going on in the comedy world have you heard about the whole cat williams yeah kevin hart stuff okay yeah so like cat williams was on uh the shay shay lounge on uh a youtube uh podcast um and he just basically like before the interview even starts he's, uh, he literally looked at him he's like hey cat how you doing and then cat just went fucking off <laughs> like and just went off on you know he's still there steve steve harvey all that stuff it's crazy I think we're cutting out here. Can you there. hear me now? Can you yep. hear me? Okay. I think we just caught a leg there. But anyway, as I was saying, like, so he just went off on fucking Cat Williams. And, or Cat Williams just went off on, sorry, wow. Steve Harvey, Cedric the Entertainer, and a bunch of shit. And then all of a sudden he started talking about the Illuminati and how <laughs> they made Kevin Hart wear a dress and how... But then, like when you when when you hear him talk about it, he goes like every time a, before any like before a black comedian makes it in Hollywood, like they they have that defining role, they make them wear a dress, and and 
Shay was like, well, what do you, what do you mean? And then he's like, well, you know, look at him, you know, Martin, Martin Lawrence got his, got his syndicated, didn't get his, got a syndicated television show and he got to a point where he wasn't going to, he wasn't going to cross over into movies. And he, he, they're like, and he didn't get big until he made big mama's house. They had to like, you know, humiliate him by making him wear a dress. And I'm just like, what? And then you go back and you look at, he goes every, he goes, look back at it. Every black man in comedy is wore a dress. And you're just kind of like, oh man, he's not lying. He's, but like, is he putting dots together that aren't, you know, again, complete speculation and conspiracy theory. Yeah. What do you think on it? What's your take? Well, I mean, (laughs) you know me, I'm sure, you know, the, the, the rabbit holes that I've been down in the last little while. Um, I, to me, like when the whole Epstein thing blew wide open, that opens the door for any, I don't think anybody that comes on and starts saying this, this is the way it really works. I don't think they should be discounted because after the Epstein thing got blown wide open, anything is possible. I fully subscribe to, you know, the humiliation thing. I don't know if that's even limited to just black uh, actors or actresses. I, I think there's a lot of um, people in the entertainment business, regardless of race or, or uh, sexual orientation or gender or whatever. And I, I think that they all go through some sort of um, initiation. I wouldn't doubt that one bit. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of like uh, a lot of speculation about all the kinds of crazy things going on in Hollywood. But again, again, like you mentioned, because it's entertainment, this seems to kind of follow that stigma that if you're in the entertainment business, you're, yeah, you're not, you're not seeing that in other uh, industries as prevalently. Like, I mean, sports, Well, I mean, you can't, I mean, in real honesty, yeah, you can't talk sports. I mean, look at hockey Canada. Let's just, that's why I was going there. to, that's <laughs> why I was just going to go right into that. Like sports it, it's, but it's very few and far between like, that's, that's an extreme kind of case that's come out of nowhere. And I mean, there was the Graham James thing where he was sexually assaulting young hockey players, but there's not a lot of scandal from the past that's related to, to sports. Like you don't hear it as much. Dude, do you watch um, the NFL? Like yeah, every there's... lot, like there's a lot of, a lot of stuff going on in the NFL too. Uh, fair, NBA, uh, there's a lot going on in the NBA right now with scandals and honestly don't really know, but I'm just, I'm kind of going on my own memory, but yeah, you're, you're kind of bringing up some good points. Um, yeah. So like, there's like, I don't think, I think anything entertaining seems to have a scandal attached to it. It's weird like that. Why is that? Well, I mean, there's, you could even go on to business, like the business industry itself. Like, you know, there's been rumblings for years that, you know, women, especially women can't seem to climb that corporate ladder unless they offer something more than just their talents. I don't know. Yeah, man. Power corrupts, man. Then you can get into the whole, you know, the, the evil patriarchy and all that crap. So I, I'd like, I don't know. Like, I mean, maybe there is some merit. To oh, those, you're, to those you're, 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 you're poking a, you're poking a hornet's nest. We should sign off. 
Yeah. Um, uh, well, I, no, I'm not really. I, I'm not really. I'm just saying, like, you know, you've heard rumblings for years. Like, I, I don't know. But then you look at the other side of it and you could say, are these just scorned people that, you know, didn't get what they wanted? I, I don't know, man. Like, I th- there was something I just circling all the way back to, you know, the whole Vince McMahon thing. Um, you kind of mentioned near the first of, of, uh, of your argument or not your argument, but your, your discussion there. And it kind of caught my attention. Um, he didn't, Vince McMahon didn't pay out the full amount that was agreed upon in the NDA. And your words were that she said, fuck this, it's done. Uh, I, you know, I'm now going after allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. So what, what I'm saying is, is it the abuse and the trauma that she received from all of this? Is that what's at the heart of this? Or is it the fact that she didn't get paid? Well, I think what it was is like not saying I, one way or the other. Well, again, I don't know how there. the I don't know how NDAs work. So again, that was just me like throwing some fire onto the the gasoline. But there. I've wondered it myself. Is this about the trauma and the abuse and the fact that she money. was treated as less than human, or is it about the money? Uh, I, I I think what what it was was probably a combination of all of this. That's just like. You know what I mean? Like you've you've been like maybe that's US... maybe maybe that's maybe that's all it was was like it like out of everything after doing I guess all those those things that are, are alleged on in the the document, um, like I don't know you, you don't know what a person's breaking point is. You know what I mean? Like I I don't know man. It, like maybe maybe this was in the works for a while and it just took took a a long time to come in like again we i don't know like i don't even know where this like this was the original uh case this is the one they were supposed to be investigating and they didn't find it we didn't even talk about that we should talk about that so okay well so my my point is is like the original like because this is like you said this is the same person that kind of was brought up before uh was that a warning shot to say vince you better fucking pay up um, I don't think it was a warning shot. I think it was more of a Vince looked at it as is that that's all they have, and she signed the NDA. Like he he just is like, I don't give a fuck about it. Like that's why the, that's why well, either way is right? so possible. Exactly. And so you're just kind of like, okay, so this is what's going on. Again, I don't know anything about law. I don't know how NDAs work, but I believe if like while 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 she was getting paid the million dollars like i think i don't know when the payment was made if she wasn't allowed to talk after a certain point of time after you know non-payment like i don't again no idea right so but you're looking at it going like you know like it's just it's insane all how all of a sudden it's like like the 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 people that were investigating the first uh claims didn't even investigate this one she wasn't talked to. She wasn't contacted. Uh, do you have any information? Do you want to cooperate? She said completely. She was complicit. Seriously. I don't think it What's was that? taken seriously. I don't think it was taken seriously at all. Well, exactly. And she said, I'd be complicit. Like, I guess, I guess she was waiting for the cops to come talk to her. Like the FBI was doing that investigation and the, the oversight committee, I guess just said, well, this woman has an NDA 
but like they didn't realize that Vince didn't pay. So maybe that was why they were over. She was overlooked because the NDA was mentioned and they're just like, well, if she signed the NDA, she can't say anything to us. But then they didn't realize that, oh, Vince didn't honor the NDA and she, and maybe there was that miscommunication or somebody just didn't do their due diligence or whatever. But like somebody should have talked to her about even just in passing, be like, Hey, like we know you've signed this NDA, but are you willing to break your NDA? Like they didn't even go ask her that. Yeah. Like they didn't speak to her at all. I, the other part of this is like, I don't know all the ins and outs of us law. So it's yeah, kind of hard. Neither. Um, I know it's very different from here in Canada, but uh, I, one of the things I do know is, is that this is a civil court case. So if Vince loses, he doesn't go to jail or anything. He just has to pay up. Well, see, that's the thing though, because of this new, new evidence and what's been said because it's, because uh, it's, uh, it's filed in civil court, but if the FBI want to take it, they can exactly. take it. Does it go into like, a criminal case? It can. Yeah. People are like, you know, if, if it gets real fucking wild and woolly, he could go to jail. That's like, that's, but that's, my that's point. crazy. Someone like Vince McMahon doesn't go to jail. You'll oh, I completely, see, you'll never, ever see Vince McMahon in a jail. And if Just it is, like, it's like, it's full on white collar resort jail. Yeah, but it, it's not going to happen. It'll be house arrest or some bullshit like that. They'll say, well, he's of infirm health. Um, they'll they'll get around it. It's, it's kind of like everybody else, man. Like Donald Trump is never going to jail. Bill Clinton is never going to jail. I don't care what they find about Epstein or anything about that. People like that do not go to jail. They just don't. I mean, Bill mm-hmm. Cosby was in jail and they let him go. Yeah, what a yeah. Like why? How? I still don't understand that. COVID. And, I mean, uh, it was a COVID release because he was in ill health. I'm pretty sure it was COVID that caused it. I don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure it was something it was. to do with uh, his ill ill health or something. I don't I don't think it was. I think it was just kind of one of those things while well, he's Bill Cosby let him go. <laughs> that's uh, that's kind of what it felt like I'm going to gonna, me. I'm going to look it up right now. It. You keep talking, I'm going to look it up. I just don't get it. Like uh, just celebrities have gone to jail in the past i mean there's mike tyson there's uh what's his face there in the in the in the uk um adam seville or whatever that greasy fucker's name is um there's been a few others but these multi-billionaires they don't go to jail man the things that they've done they just they don't end up in jail so I would not expect to see Vince McMahon in jail anytime soon. Oh, it was a technicality. He was released uh-huh. on a technicality. Uh-huh. The, the technicality was, was, did you watch the, the Cosby documentary, that five piece no, documentary that I, was on him? I, I can't stomach that shit, man. That, that one, that one broke me. That one broke I, you. I finding out that he was a sexual deviant like that, that killed me. <laughs> that's the last guy i would have expected man i i can't even watch the show i loved that show when i was a kid i can't watch it so 
this this is this is what happened. So Cosby was released from prison after Pennsylvania's top appeals court overturned his conviction, having found that a statement the com- the comedian, which was uh, a Hannibal, the comedian Hannibal was was the first one who really broke. And he's like, "Do you know Cosby fucking rapes people?" And everyone's like, "What the hell are you talking about?" And then he just kept going <laughs> talking about it because that was the statement that's uh, basically capped all of this off. He goes, that yeah. statement the comedian had made in a civil disposition should not have been used in criminal proceedings, and he got off. Oh. That. Yeah. Insane. So, i.e., he was let go because he's Bill Cosby. Uh, probably. That's that's a real bad technicality, considering all the other evidence that was brought up and how many yeah. women came out. It was insane. Like, what was it up to, like, 80? I don't know what it was, man. I've <laughs> I tried to go back and watch a few episodes, like not in the wake of the whole thing. It wasn't like, oh, Bill Cosby's in trouble, so I'm gonna go watch some Cosby show. It was just I was flipping around. I think it was on Amazon or something, and it's like, oh, sweet, they got all the the Cosby shows. I'm like, I haven't seen this in like 20 years or so, and you know, I'm watching an episode and some of the faces he's making and some of the things he's saying, and it's like, oh, he just got done in between takes like what was he doing and it's like i can't enjoy this shit so if you go back i think i told you this before when we first talked about this but if you go back there's there's a there's a youtube video it's it's absolutely horrifying yeah it's it's a youtube video of remember when he used to make his barbecue sauce on the show and everyone would get all huggy buggy yes so what they do is they take the they take the laugh track out and they play the sinister music behind it and then they start distorting his they start distorting his talk when he's like you can feel a hoagie boogie oh, it is like absolutely like he roofied nightmare fuel yeah oh my god it was just like oh no nope can't do it yeah i can't watch cosby show anymore i can't do anything like that like it's insane a lot of this stuff is, and that's why I kind of asked you, like, what does this do to wrestling for you? Like, so luckily, because I haven't been watching a lot of the WWE product, it doesn't affect me as much because I don't but watch it. Does it, does it affect you? Cause I said, we both love going back and watching old events too. Like I can't, uh, I don't know if I'm going to go back and watch anything attitude era. <laughs> that's exactly. Like I just, I'm just like, stuff. I don't know if I can. I don't know the if I can stuff you'd be able to, cause it's pretty squeaky clean and it was for kids anyway, but can you go back and watch like, you know, when Vince, even not the, the, the real obvious stuff, like where he made Trish Stratus strip down and bark like a dog. Can you go back and just watch his interactions with like the female talent backstage where, you know, even back then we saw him looking and leering and stuff. And like, it's just, it takes on a whole new meaning, man. Well, think about it. Like there's a whole scene where Dean Malenko walked in on Lita showering. Remember she had no top on Yeah. like there's that whole scene. It's just like, what? that's like, man, like you just go back. Like, again, you're, you have that, you go back and you watch it and you're like, oh, this wasn't really, this wasn't nice at all. This wasn't great product. Well, there's tons of um, stuff. What, what about when, uh. Like there's there's worse stuff than that, man. What about the the whole thing where um, uh, Kurt Angle was having that feud with Booker T, and there was a segment where he went back into the locker room and Sharmella was there, and he had this big smile on his face and he shut the door. You remember that one? Mm-hmm. There's, Don't forget, I mean, there like there's all kinds of weird stuff like that. 
Like but so I mean, many instances. But but let's go back. Let's go back to uh, the topic. We we kind of veered off there. So as I said, they should have been investigating this from day one. And now what's happening is is they're actually bringing into effect that you know these people who are investigating should they be prosecuted for turning a blind eye, like that for not so doing their prove. job? Should should there it's be so, a like so hard to prove that stuff though, man? It 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 kind of comes down to the to the same thing where like all those associated with Vince McMahon should all be let go. Like you can't prove what they knew and what they didn't. Like all you can really go by is what they tell you. Do, do you think Sean was in any of that debauchery? I don't know. I mean, what we do like know. Like Sean I mean, back then, Sean back in 97, like on the everyone, sauce, Sean. Yeah. What everyone has admitted was, you know, that Vince McMahon would give up his, his office so that Sonny and Sean could go in there and do their thing. Was Vince McMahon ever involved? Um, was Vince McMahon supplying more than just a room? Like, yeah. I mean, there's tons of things you could talk about. Man. Now, like speaking of Sonny, 17.5 year sentence. Yeah. That's old news. That's, that feels like it's not even worth even mentioning. Yeah, but she's, she's gone to jail, thank good. Like, she hasn't gone to jail for all the other stuff, so finally she's, hey, she got her comeuppance. Yeah, that's just a sad story all on its own. But uh, we only got, like, ten minutes left, so. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, it, it, I don't know. Like, I'm, like, uh, tonight's Royal Rumble. I was just going to ask you about that. Are you, because you usually still watch the big events. Yeah. So I was like, oh, do I jump on Royal Rumble? And I'm like, oh, you know what? I I'll pirate it. I won't pay it. for it. I won't pay for it. I'll pirate no, it. I won't feel as no, good. You shouldn't, you shouldn't pay for it. But um, <laughs> that, that sounds horrible. Um, but in actual fact, you could probably justify not paying for that stuff anymore because you're just paying Vince McMahon. He doesn't deserve it. Um the mood like i'm almost i haven't watched a wrestling pay-per-view and i don't know how long i'm tempted to watch it because just to see the temperature and the mood like my question is are they gonna down man like the yeah, announcers I... calling the match like their tone is gonna be different well there was a big uh email sent out to all the superstars saying hey if anyone asks you any questions you lay low. You just talk yep. about Royal Rumble and what's going on in WWE. You do not talk about the lawsuit at all. Yep. So that 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 that's been articulated. And that, but what happens is, is they have media scrums now after these events, and talk about like the pay per view gate, and then they get to talk to the whoever won and all that type of stuff. They like it's just like UFC again. So now these media scrum, like, is there going to be a media scrum after the the pay per view? I don't know. I, I would think imagine so. that the reporters, Probably not. Will be, the reporters will be read the riot act that they won't be able to ask questions related to the, <clears throat> related well, to even, the lawsuit. Well, even all these media scrums that are going on right now, uh, like none, none of the wrestlers have been asked that question. Like I, I watched Fightful Select. I watched the uh, Denise Salcedo show. I can't remember what her the name of her show is, but like all these like dub wrestle talk goes on site. They all go and do the media rounds and none of them are allowed. I'm pretty sure they were read the ride act of you can't ask our wrestlers this. They don't know. It's not part. It's not in their purview to know. Just keep it on 
the event, which is good. Cause I mean, some of these wrestlers are probably just like, I, I don't know what's going on. Like I just got here. I just got hired. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that brings up another interesting point. Like, you know, I, again, haven't watched wrestling in a long time. I don't know what current wrestlers are close with Vince McMahon. I, I like, I don't know. I'm, I'm damn sure. Well, CM we know, Punk we know Brock Lesnar was. Yeah. Brock Lesnar. Um, I'm damn sure CM Punk is probably enjoying all this. Well, that's, that's the other thing I'm wondering. Cause CM Punk was a, he's a, he's always against the, uh, the, the Vinnie Mac. Like he looked at him. He's like, like, he's like, Vince is, not a nice man. <laughs> like he said it on how many podcasts. So he's probably just like, ah, I'm going to outlast Vinnie Mac. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's like wrestling's crazy, but on that, note, we should been. probably, yeah, always it has been. been wrestling has been a, a, a very controversial, uh, business. Uh, but now that you think about it, so is Hollywood and all the other entertainment businesses out there. So, yeah, it's a it's a gross, wacky world out there, and <laughs> I don't know how to end this podcast uh, on a high note. Uh, so we're just gonna, you, you, you can't, can't do it. There's... I I don't want to say dare to be stupid because that just doesn't sound the best way to end this podcast. But uh, have a great night if you're listening, and uh, I'll just say that's wrestling. Yeah.